Hey guys, this is Trevor Probant with uh, the Dirt Road to Wealth Land Investing Podcast. Again, just hammering these out today. Um, anyway, this one's called a rent house or 40 acres. And what I'm kind of talking about on this is a little bit different than some of these bigger ones that we've been talking about here lately. But what what we're what we're kind of talking about today is there is this niche within the niche within the niche but there's a niche of 20 30 40 acres parcels that are worth 40 or 50,000. dollars They're all over the west, they're all over all over the place. Mid I don't know about the Midwest so much, but all over uh southeast, all over the the Midwest or the central part and western part of the United States. Um, you know, like I said, it could be 10 acres, could be 40 acres, could be 60 acres, but they've got a 40 to 50, $60,000 value to them. There's quite a few of them. Um, some have really good amenities, but most of them don't. Most of them are really just good places, recreational places for people to buy. The thing is, because they are thirty, dollars $50,000, they are too small for banks to lend on because a lot, a lot of banks you got to have at least hundred thousand dollars. That's true with even houses, right? There's a there's a giant uh, market for you know houses that owner finance, right? Because a lot of banks won't lend on them, and so there's there's this giant vacuum where there's no liquidity in the market. And I, I count that from $200 junk quarter acre parcels in northern Navajo County all the way up to these $40,000, $60,000 parcels in La Plata County, Colorado, or some of these other places. Anyway, the thing is, is because there is their banks won't lend on it, there's no liquidity, they'll stay on the market forever. Whenever, as soon as you get done with this podcast, go on to Zillow. Look up five acre parcels, five to 40 acre parcels, and look up $25,000 to $50,000 all across the country. And you will see them absolutely everywhere. The thing is, is you'll see a lot of them have good quality access, all weather roads, have power, have phone. Some of them have water wells um, directly to them. And they'll be on the market for two, three, four, five, six, eight hundred days. And it's not because there's a darn thing wrong with any of those parcels. Problem is, is all the buyers that want those kind of parcels and don't have the cash to buy them cash and the banks won't lend on them. Because of that, we were able to buy these parcels well under market value. So, Say you see this property outside of Aguilar, Colorado, off of 25 there, and it's a 40-acre parcel for $40,000. You can come in, and you can offer those, even if they've got a realtor one way or other, you can come in and offer them $20,000. <laughs> what you'll do is, I mean, depending on how many offers you make, you offer them 50 cents on the dollar, and you're eventually going to buy 
I think you probably buy, and I haven't necessarily done it, you know, through realtors. I've always done direct to, to seller uh, marketing, but you could literally come in and buy maybe two or three of those. Worth 40 or 50. Let's say they're worth 40. Or that's what they're asking. You know, you're seeing comps within that, that subdivision uh, of, of $40,000. You buy them for 20. The cool thing is now you can put it back on the market with owner financing for 50 because you're, because you're allowing uh, a potential buyer to not have non-recourse lending and allowing the marketplace a liquidity uh, that is no av available nowhere else. So let's go back to our deal here. It's, you know, 40 acre and you bought it for $20,000. You're going to sell it for $50,000, right? So let's pull out the, let's pull out the financial calculator here. So we got 20,000, 50,000. And let's say you're going to take 10% down. So that's 5,000. So you got a $45,000 note, right? And you're able to charge interest on that. Let's say we've got 45, or excuse me, $50,000. Down payments, 10% principal. Let's do interest at 8% and a 15 year payment. So your payment, your net net is going to be $430 uh, a month. And let's see. Four thirty times twelve is five thousand one hundred sixty times fifteen. Let's say fifteen years makes seventy seven thousand dollars over that. Or what I like to do, I usually like to do a ten year term if I can. Uh, let's say ten years clear. Ten. Yeah. So you're going to make $65,516 and you're going to make $545.97 a month on that 20 grand. Actually 15 grand because you've already got your your $5,000 back on your down payment, right? So you're in 15,000 to make 65,000. Not too bad. Not too bad. And the best thing about it you sell that on a land contract. So your buyer doesn't, the deed doesn't go into their name until, until they're completely paid off and it take you about three years to make, get your money back, all your money back. And then you're going to have seven, eight, nine, ten 10 years of, depending on how long you, you set your, your term there of cash flow with no toilet, no toilets, no tenants, nothing. You don't allow them to make improvements on the property until everything's paid off. So the best thing that happens and the worst thing that happens is three years later, they come in and say, Hey, Trevor, thank you so much for allowing me to, uh, to use the property. I just, it, 
I, I can't afford the 550 bucks a month anymore. Can't, what, what, what can I do? I don't want a foreclosure on my, on my, uh, on my credit. He's like, no problem. There's no credit checks with us. I'm going to send you over a little deal. You're going to sign off saying that, uh, you no longer want the property and it's no long, it's no, it's not a foreclosure because we did, uh, land contract and so then i'm able to take that property and sell it again this time probably for fifty-five thousand with a six thousand dollar down payment and i have all my money back out of this thing two years ago that model versus coming in and you buy a hundred thousand dollar rent house with 20 percent down right Plus, you're going to have realtor fee, potentially realtor fees, closing fees, everything else like that. You're going to spend another seven, eight percent on that. So that's another eight thousand dollars. Yeah, you're going to probably spend close to thirty thousand dollars, and you're probably going to make best case scenario. Obviously, depending on where you're at, rental rates and and things like that, you're going to have a probably a three hundred dollar. A month cash flow. So that's what is that thirty six hundred bucks a year on that, and you're gonna get, you know, say a thousand bucks, you know, say it's a thousand bucks a month on your rent on that one percent rule. Um, you're gonna make three hundred bucks on that. You're gonna pay your debt, service, all this other stuff. The thing is, once that tenant moves out, you're gonna have to do a make ready. Uh, once that tenant makes a call because the HVAC isn't working anymore, two years in, you're going to spend $8,000 on that. Even with, with all the different insurances and things like that, you're going to have to deal with everything that comes with having a tenant or you're going to pay somebody else and you're going to give up a pretty good chunk of, of, uh, of your cash flow. Let's say you do a management fee at 10%. There's $100. So now you make $200 a month net positive income on the deal until something breaks. The actual cash flow that you that you make, that you make on a particular property using the quote-unquote traditional way, especially if you pay anything close to retail, is not going to come close to doing an owner finance deal on land. Just not. Again, because it's not hard. It's almost impossible to buy a house 50 cents on the dollar without spending another, you know, 30 cents of, of total ARV to make it livable, get it rent ready, do all this other stuff. It's almost impossible to do that, right? It's something that we can buy 50 cents on the dollar parcels like this all day long. You can probably buy one for every 750 to 1200 offers that you send or, you know, probably one out of every 20 offers that you make to a realtor. Um, so you can do that and there's no bank. Say you get a, you know, a occupancy or, uh, you know, you're not able to, to fill an occupancy or you got something, you know, somebody pisses you off. Maybe you get a moratorium that comes in, right? And you can't pay because the, the government says, nope, can't do it. Not gonna do it. Well, guess what? You still have to pay that eight hundred dollar, seven hundred fifty dollar note, taxes, insurance, everything else like that. You still gotta pay that every single month. 
when you buy cash and you sell on terms and you buy it at a 50 cent or better basis, it's really hard to lose. All right, downside. You won't have the appreciation, right? Just like what we're kind of going through this massive bubble of appreciation, which again, you can't eat equity flakes, but everybody that loves the bird method and all this other stuff, you know, I'm a paper millionaire, but if anything turns the other way, I'm going to have to, you know, start selling plasma to, uh, to feed my kids. But so you like you, you have appreciation usually with, with improved land doing it this way. The only bad thing about owner financing anything and, and also you also have depreciation. So that 200 bucks, if you actually make it 200 bucks a month on that rent house, if you actually make that actually, which very few do, um, you're able to write that off through basically depreciation on that, on that asset. You do not have depreciation when it comes to raw land. The government knows that the dirt's going to be worth more, right? That's another reason to invest in dirt. They know it's going to be worth more. <laughs> they, they know that <laughs> overall, um, the market's always going to go higher. It may go slightly higher. It may go a lot higher, but they know it's going to be higher. So what you're going to be making on that is probably going to be deemed earned income unless you've got, and, and how that's taxed going to be based on your tax, you know, what you make out of your W-2 or other investments or anything else like that. So um, you don't, that's the downside of doing the owner finance stuff with land. The best thing about the owner finance with land though, is there, and this is something written in the tax code back in the day <clears throat> for builders back in the eighties is you're able to, whenever you owner finance it, you're able to do an installment sale and you only pay taxes based on the money received. So that's a huge deal. So you'd only pay the taxes on the money received throughout that year. You would not have a recapture moment or a capture moment when you first sell that thing. And you've got to say, I'm going to make $40,000 on it. I'm going to sell, you know, I'm going to have to pay, you know, uh, $4,000 the first year. No, don't have to worry about, or I guess $8,000 the first year, right? Long-term capital gains. But anyway, um, you don't have to worry about that with raw land. So in my book, um, when it comes to, to building cash flow and sleeping at night and everything else like this, you're able to buy raw land for much less at a much greater discount than most houses, especially right now. You're able to owner finance it without having to worry about a moratorium. You're not having to worry about, you know, tenants, toilets, anything else like that. You don't have to mess with any of that stuff. All the money that you make every single month goes into your pocket. You don't have to worry about using leverage on a bank, do anything else like that. Um, and usually if you do it right, you can make your money back in three years or less. And these are good quality places that a lot of people are going to want. To, to be in. So, um, you know, running that, that kind of stuff, you know, you're 15,000, 5,000, 2,000. Yeah. So two, a little over two years, you're able to get all your money out, including the down payment. And then you've got 550 to 570 bucks a month 
in your in your pocket for another 10, 12 years, just depending on on the terms that you that you set with each individual buyer. I still think it's the greatest opportunity that we have in real estate. And it's something that I am trying to do with any of these profits that I make off these larger deals. I'm trying to pour it back into inventory. Um, because we're filling this giant vacuum uh, of, of banks that refuse to lend on these type of properties. And when you do it at such a good basis or such a, a good percentage of market, um, it's really hard to lose. So if that's something you're interested in, reach out to me. That's what I'm really trying to work on. I'm going to start a, a YouTube channel. I'm going to start doing some marketing stuff like this, trying to find some people that want to invest on these kind of uh, one on the bigger ranch deals, but also I can, I can find people willing to do be the, the bigger ranch deals all day long, but I'm looking to talk to people that want to take an IRA or, or self-directed IRA or, 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 you know, retirement funds and basically come in and get a, fantastic rate of, rate of return on their money, you know, monthly cash flow, everything else like that, and not have to mess with with any of the toilets, tenants, moratoriums, COVID, makes no difference, right? Come in, low taxes, everything like that. That's, that is what my long-term, obviously we're going to keep doing the multi-million dollar ranches, but I'm going to plow that into as many owner finance pieces of dirt as humanly possible. So anyway, um, when it comes, when it comes to me personally, rent house versus a, uh, versus a, a quality piece of recreational dirt. There's no comparing it. So thanks guys.